0: Hello and welcome to the So What podcast, in which political economic analyst J.P. Landman discusses the issues uppermost in the minds of South Africans. You can find a written version of this content on J.P.'s website, jplantman.co.za. I am Ruda Landman, and I am your host. These first few recordings were done at our dining room table, but we will soon be moving into a studio. Hello, and welcome to the second recording, the second part of this recording, which goes with JP's newsletter of the 1st of August 2022, Electricity Green is the New Gold. It is so packed with information and almost double the usual length, so we've broken it up. Please listen to the first part as well, and now we're coming to what we've called frequently asked questions about this. What about ISCOM debt? What's going to happen with that?
1: Yep, Um, it looks fairly certain that about 200 billion of the 400 billion that ISCOM owes will be transferred from the ISCOM balance sheet to the Treasury, the National Treasury. In other words, the South South Africa as a country's balance sheet. Now, that sounds uh, very intimidating, but it's not really. Of that 400 billion rand debt that ESCOM has, more than 300 billion has been guaranteed by the government anyway. So government or the taxpayer is liable to pay for it if ESCOM can't pay. So whether it sits on the ESCOM balance sheet or sits on the treasury balance sheet, it's it's really, very much the same thing
0: how do outsiders like the rating agencies see this
1: the rating agencies as a general rule add these guarantee debt what is called contingent liabilities they add it onto the to the nominal debt that the government has and they then calculate what the debt is as a percentage of gdp and how that affects the ability of the country to repay so uh, the uh, economist that has been uh, rated once again as the best economist on the JSE, Alna Mooman, has calculated that if 200 billion of the 400 billion is transferred to Treasury, it will lift the South African debt profile from about 75% of GDP to 78% of GDP. And in her opinion, that is not a, a game changer. It's not an event that will trigger a re-rating of where we are. In fact, it'll probably, as it has already done, trigger a re-rating of ESCOM's debt, making it easier for ESCOM to borrow, not making much difference on the South African side. So that's likely the way that it will, that it will play out. Now, Rudolph, what we must not forget is that since 2018 or the Treasury has been allocating many billions of rands every year to ESCOM as a kind of a direct subsidy to enable ESCOM to survive. I think it's a much better arrangement to just take the debt on ESCOM can get rid of that interest payments and and you've got a much healthier uh, situation. It is not we we don't have details yet of precisely what that transfer of debt will will look like we'll get that in October at the time of the so-called mini budget but uh, we know from reports that have been leaked that treasury is pushing that after the transfer of debt has taken place. There must be certain follow-up steps that s comers also take to improve their own balance sheet and own liquidity position. And maybe that includes that they offer to sell Madupi or Kasile. You know, once Madupi or Kasile is up and running properly and has been sorted out, it'll be a fantastic investment. You won't pay what it costs. That you won't do. You will pay it at a, at a much discounted price. But at the right price, a power station is a lovely investment for a pension fund. You've got income for the next 30 years and it's consistent income. So it must be possible to do deals like that. And we will get those details in October.
0: ESCOM is talking about building battery energy storage systems base. (laughs) Battery energy storage systems base. It's a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful name. And planning to take on debt, extra new debt for that, should one be worried?
1: No, I wouldn't be worried because relatively speaking, the amounts are small. The debt is a loan from the World Bank, which Andre De Reiter has negotiated. It's for 11 billion Rand, which will go into the best project, uh, energy battery storage system. Now, if you think about it, the 11 billion rand is less than 3% of ESCOM's debt. (laughs) You know, so (laughs) whether it's there or not, I think it's it's not really material. We know ESCOM can't pay the interest and they can't pay the debt. That's why Treasury will come in. So in the the Treasury, standing behind this kind of deal. But what the 11 billion rand does, it's uh, beginning the process of building a storage uh, infrastructure, energy storage infrastructure in South Africa. We did exactly the same thing at the beginning of renewables. The first renewable contracts were signed at, just hold on to your chair, 450 a kilowatt hour at the stage when iscom was selling power for less than around a kilowatt hour. On top of that, it carried the government guarantee. So we've really sweetened the deal a hell of a lot for those first renewable producers to get the wheel rolling. And today, of course, we have the benefits. The price have dropped from four and fifty per kilowatt hour to forty seven cents. You know, it's it's a fantastic drop in price, and you were able to start a whole new industry which we couldn't do beforehand. So uh, I think it's a good investment if if it opens the door to to battery storage, it opens the door to battery manufacturing in South Africa, with a big vanadium producer, with the biggest vanadium producer in the world. You use vanadium in in, in manufacturing batteries. So the potential is huge that can all flow. But you need, as you pointed out earlier, you need a client. You need a customer. And that customer will be battery storage systems. And that's why I think it's a good thing that ISCOM has taken the initiative here. Although it is still very expensive. Hopefully over time it will come down.
0: The second question, of course, (laughs) that everyone asks is, yeah, well, it's all fine, but will it ever happen because this government doesn't seem to to be able to implement any of its own plans, I'm quoting. Um, so what is your
1: answer to that? Well, I think one must distinguish. You know, there's government and here. we've It's not government, but ISCOM. And uh, as the president said in his television address, ISCOM now has a very really competent management team and he has huge confidence in them. And I think he's right to have confidence. So, yes, it will be implemented. And in fact, Eskom is already of that 11 billion Rand loan from the World Bank. They've already made a 4.4 billion Rand contract with two companies, a South Korean company and a Chinese company, to come and build best systems, battery storage systems, here in South Africa with technology developed and tested and used in South Korea and China. So, yes, it will happen. And uh, how will it affect us? I must read to you uh, the names of a few places where we're going to see that. We're going to see these uh, best systems, uh, in other words, battery storage systems installed at Skarpvlee, Grava, Gravater, Pongola, Elanskop and Hexervief. These are all rural names. These are all Plateland names, where you currently have bigger or smaller solar or wind, pl- wind uh, farms. You put batteries down there when the sun is shining or the wind is blowing the batteries can be loaded and tonight when the sun is not shining you can draw from batteries and feed the grid that's why Eskom is doing it i think it's a it's a very strong development and to answer your question it's already happening not that it will happen there are the towns with the names where the where the systems will be installed so yes it will happen
0: and the criticism that the contracts are going to uh, not only foreign companies, but companies from the East, who are renowned for bringing in their own workers and using no one locally.
1: Well, they will certainly have to train local people. Otherwise, do you understand groundwater <laughs> forever? I don't think so. Now, I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, uh, the fact is, we don't have the technology. We probably don't have the expertise to build it, and that's part of the, part of the thing. You must have your people here trained so that future best storage systems can be built by them and that's the way that I think it'll play out
0: so what has happened to the IRP from 2019 is that now has that been ditched or what's no on the,
1: on the contrary the IRP of 2019 is being implemented ahead of schedule I quote some numbers in the uh, in the written text but essentially the IRP runs up to 2030 and by 2025 by 2025 we were supposed to have procured 9400 megawatts of new solar and wind power in terms of the in terms of the rp we are already sitting at 7800 and this is now 2022 so we will easily beat that 2025 target if you then add to the fact that a lot of the activity has shifted to the private sector, with the president's uh, announcement uh, around private sector participation, and on the storage side, a lot of the activity has shifted to ESCON. Then I think we'll easily beat the IRP targets. As a nation, we will easily beat them because solar plants will be built outside of the IRP and batteries will be put up, battery storage systems will be put up outside the IRP. So in a sense, the IRP thing is academic, but we certainly will beat the numbers, which
0: is an IRP, no question about that. What about, what shall I call it, murmurings about a second ESCOM?
1: I think it's exactly that, murmurings. A second ESCOM doesn't fit into the long-term picture which we've been discussing here today. Absolutely not. And, you know, you must always see things in context. I watched the speech that the president made in which he made this comment about the second ESCOM at the South African Communist Party uh, summit or meeting. It was one hour and seven minutes. It was really, if you watch the whole thing, it was really a throwaway comment. The throwaway comment was, was then picked up by the, by the media and taken further and so on and so forth. But it was really a throwaway comment. I would be very surprised if that becomes part of ANC policy and then even more surprised if it becomes part of government policy. There's a hell of a difference between talking at the SACP conference, having an official ANC policy, and then having government policy. Those are three very different positions. So, no, I don't think uh, we'll see it. What we, I think, will see is a gas company, a government-owned gas company, to build the infrastructure that we need to use gas in the country. We don't really have a gas infrastructure, only in a very small and limited way. If we want to reach a point of having 3,000 or 6,000 megawatts of gas uh, supply available to the economy, we will have to put a few pipes in the ground. To put it that way, Uh, we'll have to build infrastructure. And that could possibly be done by a a government company, a state-owned enterprise. So in that sense, there could be, but that's a second ESCOM. But let's be very clear, a gas company is not a second ESCOM. You know, it's like saying a zebra is the same as a kudu. No, 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 no. Uh, not That's not the case at all. I first want to see, in any case, who's going to finance it. I don't think there's money in the budget for it. And I very much doubt whether private financiers would be willing to step in, unless are government guarantees and so on. So let's see how this that space develops. I'm very much in favor of gas supply, uh, and I don't see a second ESCOM as part of the
0: long-term plans. You've talked a lot about uh, procurement for generation. But what about transmission? Because the transmission lines need to be upgraded enormously. Absolutely. Transmission will remain a government
1: monopoly. Uh, That's the case in the Netherlands. It's the case in China. It's the case in several countries. Uh, And that will be the case here as well. The president made that clear. ESCOM itself is working with an upgrade of the transmission lines of about 130 billion rand. They're talking about 8,000 kilometers of transmission lines. And they're talking about 100 new substations to be built, and the, the price tag of that is 130 billion and more. So yes, that'll have to be done, and the transmission company that'll be formed will, will have to take that on. Uh, a portion of the money that we are getting or hope to get from the uh, COP26 uh, conference—that 8.3 billion dollars—it's about 140 billion rand. A portion of that hundred and forty billion will go for transmission lines for ISCO. Because that's really the heart of energy transition. If you can get your transmission lines and your substations right, the rest is uh, the rest follows. So I think that's how ISCOM will finance it.
0: Thank you. Do you want to just have a look at what you yourself have listed as so what's at the end of these, this two-part series?
1: Yeah, and, and we must apologize that it's so long, but, it, but, the, but the topic is just big and complex, and one has to see it in its whole. When we talk electricity, we normally stop with load shedding, but there is just so much more to it. And that really is the only point I want to highlight. The Chinese word for crisis uh, consists of two characters, and the one character indicates danger. And the other character indicates opportunity. And I think that's exactly electricity in South Africa. It's the biggest single danger facing this country at the moment. It's the biggest single constraint holding us back. But by the same token, it's the biggest single opportunity. There's nothing else in this economy. Agriculture, tourism, uh, you name it. There's no other industry where we have the possibility of the investment and the jobs and the growth that we can have with with electricity, switching from coal to renewables. And in that sense, it really is a case of green is the new gold.
0: Thank you for listening to the So What podcast. If you enjoy this content, please don't forget to leave a review and a rating. And please consider subscribing so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, tell your friends. Remember, you can find a written version of all J.P.'s content at jplandman.co.za.